Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. We want to give God thanks uh, for this opportunity to meet with his people. And we are always astonished at the magnitude of his grace. And uh, his grace is wonderful, wonderful. Uh, his grace, his grace is wondrous, and we are indeed thankful for the grace of God, that is his unmerited favor, that God has demonstrated to us as a community, as his church, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is imperative these days that saints throw off the slumber of a culture that is gone. Uh, The culture of a few years ago has vanished, and it is not coming back. Some people believe that there will be a magical return uh, to the past, and they want to go back to free pandemic life. That is not going to happen. The events that have unfolded were in the decree of God. It is God who is bringing this age to an end. This, so what God is demonstrating to us at this time is the reality of his control of time. And so for people that is, I'm only speaking to members of the believing community, for those of the believing community who want to go back to the way things were, it's not to be. And what God has done for us is allowed us to see, allowed us to experience and to understand some, that is, an infinitesimal awareness of what really goes on within the satanic cosmos. And this cosmos is the abode of the dead, is the the abode of death. Jesus came into the cosmos, and John writes in in John chapter 1 that he pitched his tent among us. That is, uh, the tent that John speaks of is his flesh, and he dwelt among us. And so uh, the the, uh, darkness could not overtake him. 
and the darkness uh, and the the one behind the darkness, the one who uh, is the Lord of the the inscrutable darkness, is the devil. And so the word darkness from the Greek means to stop. It means a darkness that impedes progress, so that one cannot move about with safety and certainty. Uh, that is the meaning of that word darkness. There's another word, skotia, in the Greek, which means the consequences of darkness. Uh, believers are not to live, as it were, or remain within the consequences of darkness. That is over for them because now they belong to another. They belong to the life giver. That is Jesus. One of the terrible and sad realities of Western Christianity is the relegation, it is the demeaning of the faith that we have in Christ to religion. It is not religion. It is a new life. Jesus is new life. The devil is the Lord of the abode of Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2 that you and you and I were were dead and the, that word were is is uh, from the Greek ontos and it means being b e i n g it means existence negative existence within the abode of the dead we were dead in trespasses, overstep, that is, overstepping divine boundaries and sins. That is, behavior or actions uh, that carry guilt. And that guilt was assuaged, was wiped out, was expunged through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And so... We are now a new creation, a qualitatively new creation in Christ. It's interesting to me that of late I've, uh, I've witnessed uh, individuals uh, who have the public ear, who have the public arena, and they sit, sit in auditoriums or they're, they're, um, uh, where they have an opportunity uh, to speak about the Bible and to speak about our Lord Jesus. And I, I watch carefully the arena or the venue. So there is inevitably wood paneling. The venue is large. Uh, the seats as shown to us, are real, I mean, are filled. Um, and the speaker, uh, the one who is going to negate and cast it, castigate the character of our Lord, speaks with a haughty disdain. He is well-dressed, uh, educated, and uh, when these individuals speak, they're given an applause. I don't know if there's someone... Uh, inviting the audience, the audience to applaud, or there's a sign. In the old days, there used to be a sign, but uh, they applaud these individuals. And 
my Bible tells me that every idle word that men speak, they will give an account of before God. Every idle word. Every idle word. Now, under different circumstances, if this individual uh, was in a life or death situation, I don't think he would dare to speak with such haughty disdain about the character and being of our Lord. Uh, no one tramples on the foot the blood of the Son of God without consequences. So uh, our Lord Jesus is coming again. And his second coming is not dependent upon whether or not fallen, blinded uh, individuals who are dead in trespasses and sins uh, say uh, whether or not he is coming. This is the will of God. This is not the will of man. God is not subject to the will of man. God is not subject to the whims and the machinations of man. That is not God. Jesus is coming. He is coming for his church. And he is coming as the judge. James wrote that the judge stands at the door. So he is ready. And if you read the book of Daniel and you read about uh, the one who, who sat upon the throne and his august presence, uh, his eternal glory, uh, and uh, just the descriptors that are used of the divine essence, uh, he is unassailable, and he is coming to judge. He is the only judge. So, no matter what men try or Satan or fallen angels try, they cannot and they will not hold back the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. Then we who are alive and remain at the coming of the Lord shall meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And Paul writes also that the second coming of Jesus for us is our blessed hope. Our blessed hope. The world doesn't want you to have hope. The world wants to expunge hope from your heart. Don't be fooled by men. Don't be fooled by them their tactics, and their antics. Be careful of the bait they sit before you in order to win your hearts away from the faith. Because these men, these individuals, these people, these groups, the Club of Rome, the World Economic Forum, and other clandestine groups want you completely dependent upon them and their whims, and their desire, or desires, I should say. Now, before I go further, I want to recommend to you 
a book by Joe Dolio. Joe Dolio. His last name is spelled D-O-L-I-O. Now, I want you to go to Amazon. I want you to pick up this book. It is called, it is entitled Tactical Wisdom. Tactical Wisdom. Baseline Training Manual. The writer of this book uh, was and is a Marine. And so he wants to get the saints prepared for what is going on now and what is coming in the future. This is the verse that he uses in the preface to his book. Quote, and this is from uh, Proverbs 22.3, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Once again, that is Proverbs 22.3, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So please pick up this book and please read it uh, so that you will be prepared uh, for, for the coming days. I don't want you ill-equipped. It is time to change our minds. It is time to cast off the works of darkness. And it is time to get serious uh, because, remember, Paul wrote redeeming or buying up the time because the days are evil. The days are evil. Uh, Also, please uh, go to YouTube and watch uh, Appalachian Homestead. Appalachian Homestead, watch uh, The Economic Ninja. Uh, So I'm going to stop with those two shows right now. Uh, These shows are on preparedness. There is one show on Appalachian Homestead in which she talks about buying five extra cans of food per week, five per week. She's trying to or attempting to help uh, people to get prepared, to put food away, to put water away, and to learn skills, to be skillful, because we're going to need certain skills in the coming days. She also has an episode where she talks about a seed shortage with regard to uh, for food. And, and medicinal purposes. Look, uh, there's another book that I'm going to talk to you about. It is on being, it is called, I think, uh, Home Physician and how to get the plants and uh, how to make poultices and how uh, to make medicines that we will need in the coming days. These, these times are very serious. So I want you to be uh, prepared. Let us have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will bless our study this morning. I pray to be guided by your spirit, Lord, as he and he alone is our primary teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to read from Second Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. 
quote, and this is the Apostle Paul, but of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are present indicative. And so the, uh, the word the pronoun you is, in, uh, is emphatic. You are, speaking of what? The, the, the current estate of the saints. You are all the children of light. And the children of the day are the sons of light and the sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. See, that estate has passed. Verse 6, therefore let us not sleep as do others. Therefore let us not sleep as do others. What does that language mean? Does he mean that we're never to uh, have appropriate rest? No, that is not what he is talking about. He is talking about a spiritual slumber, a spiritual sleep. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others or as others. But let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, and notice uh, the language, let us, let us, let us, who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. So, does he mean salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ through his shed blood for the forgiveness of sin? No. That's not what uh, he means here by hope of salvation. The hope of salvation that Paul is speaking of here is the coming of our Lord to snatch us out of the satanic cosmos. For God, verse 9, hath not appointed us to wrath. Now, the word not uh, is in what uh, position is what is what we call the absolute uh, absolute negation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, and that word appointed means to set place or to lay uh, lay apart. That's not who God is. For God has not appointed us to wrath. And uh, the word rather is divine anger, divine anger. Uh, the psalmist says that God is wicked, is angry with the wicked every day because of their sin. God is angry with the wicked. So he goes on. For God has not appointed us to wrath, that is the wrath. Listen, the tribulation, 
uh, and great tribulation are about the wrath of God upon a Christ-rejecting world. Uh, these individuals have the mark of the beast. They worship the beast. They follow the beast. They do what the beast says. They have uh, uh, given themselves over to apostate worship within that Babylonian uh, system that trades, uh, that, that is involved in human traffic uh, and in the souls of men, as recorded in the book of Revelation. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, for who, uh, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, that is, uh, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify, that is, build up one another, even as you also do. So now let me go. So Peter also has words about the second, very important words about the second coming of our Lord. So this is what Peter writes in 2 Peter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to begin with verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Oh, I love that language, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent Heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Listen, this is very important that we pay close attention to the language. Now, the second advent or the second coming of our Lord, the second parousia coming of our Lord, has two parts. Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel angel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will be snatched up together with them. So, before the tribulation period begins, Jesus will come for his church together his church out of the Christ-rejecting cosmos. Remember what I just read, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, do saints suffer trials? Do, are saints tested in the, the cosmic system? Yes. But you and I are not under divine wrath. The judge, according to James, stands at the door. The tribulation period, I have to keep saying it, is uh, the judgment of God 
upon uh, the Christ-rejecting world. So, and the heinousness of the world is going to be exposed uh, and judged by God because these people have trampled on the foot the blood of the Son of God. So he goes on. Seeing then, verse 11, Second uh, Peter three eleven. seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, and in the Greek, that word dissolved means dissolved. Uh, this stuff, this cosmos, uh, is going to be swept away. And if you read carefully the book of Daniel, you read that uh, when Jesus comes back uh, to set up his kingdom, now, after, at the end of the tribulation period, which lasts seven days, Jesus is coming. Jesus will come again, and uh, he is going to come back with his saints. He is going to the uh, to the Valley of Megiddo, that is Armageddon, and the armies of the world will be gathered there against him. And he is going to destroy them all in the Valley of Megiddo. Remember, we shall be with him. We shall judge the world with him. We shall co-rule with him. We, that is, we're going to co-reign with him. I need the saints, I want the saints to have a sense of their nobility and their purpose. We are kings and priests before God. We shall judge men and we shall judge angels. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation, that means the way you live, and godliness, looking for and hastening, hastening unto the coming of the day of God? Now, the day of the Lord, the terms the day of the Lord and the day of God are synonymous. Whenever you read these words, the day of God, the day of judgment, uh, uh, the day of the Lord, uh, they all have an eschatological content. That is, uh, they refer to end-time events. And uh, so that is very important for you to understand. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Uh, now, both at the top of the world, that is, the North Pole and the South Pole, there are huge methane, frozen methane pockets of gas. And so uh, God has done this for a reason. So God is going to renovate. He's going to cleanse. Look, the things that are done in the earth, under the earth, and on, on the crust of the earth, 
uh, God is going to judge it all because it is all polluted. It is all filthy. It has all been destructive. In other words, God is eradicating the kingdom of the devil and what he and his followers have done to the earth, to the cosmos through time. The Bible tells us in the book of Job that the heavens are not clean in his sight. We see that uh, in the antediluvian world, God God destroyed the world with water because of the, the, the thoughts of the hearts of men were only evil continually. And God said, I will not always walk with men for that he is flesh. So God destroyed that world with what? With water. So there was a deep creation. The attitude, the haughtiness, the resentment that people have toward God always throughout history uh, culminates in divine judgment. They don't want God. They don't like thinking about God. They don't want to be answerable to God. When I hear these weak individuals uh, who only live an average of 800,000 hours, lift up their voice uh, in, in the in angst and rage about Jesus, uh, I, and I think you only live 800,000 hours or less or a little more, but that's it. And you can't know that much about the Word of God, but you can be dismissive, you can be haughty, you can castigate, relegate, negate, uh, and you can say trouble things for which God says you are culpable. And that culpability cannot be erased. It is written down uh you know, with a pen of iron, it is scratched onto a surface that, uh, from which it will never disappear. There is no lying at the judgment of uh, at the judgment of the great white throne. God will read back. God will will tell you this is your. Sentence. There are no advocates, no lawyers, no representatives at the great white throne judgment. The books were open, and the small and great, rich and poor, were gathered before the throne. The Bible explicitly states uh, that uh, that the uh, heaven and earth fled away from the presence of the one who sits upon the throne. Why that language? Why would heaven and earth uh, flee away from the presence of God because of the pollution, the impurity, the filth, the horror, the spiritual murkiness of what was done to the earth. Paul writes that that the the, the present creation. Uh, longs for 
the revelation of the children of God because the creation is under stress. The creation has been polluted and co-opted. They have co-opted the weather patterns. Take away, uh, they try to take away the seasons and renegotiate the times. Remember the times and seasons? These people have created uh, entities in laboratories, and they have, uh, they are, from what you and I know and what they can do, they are probably 50 years ahead of us in the technology that they have available to them. You don't know why we are still here. It is because of God. God is preserving us. He, the divine strainer, uh, he who uh, the God, the Holy Spirit is restraining the full manifestation of evil right now. Every day we should get up and be thankful that we have some sense of continuity, some sense of peace, some 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 sense of uh, my world has not been completely shattered. That's God. That's grace. You know, I am currently studying nutritional medicine, and I'm learning more and more about how these people purposefully ruin food, ruin the soil, ruin the sky, ruin the water, ruin cellular integrity, ruin the human gut so that it cannot absorb nutrients appropriately, uh, fake and destructive pharmaceuticals. It goes on and on and on. They keep us sick in order to make money from us. Peter wrote, they shall make merchandise of you. They shall make merchandise of you. And you want, there are people who want to hold on to this lie and what it represents. Listen. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the road, I am the truth, I am the life, and he is the life. The life I have, the life I am I'm thankful to God about is through Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful for him. Verse 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, we're in the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, verse 13, Second Peter 3, 13, nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our, our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. As also, verse 16, all his epistles speaking in them of these things, and Paul does, in which 
are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do all the other scriptures unto their own destruction. There are people who speak against the word of, uh, against the word of God out of ignorance. Then there are people who uh, go into the word and lift out uh, certain uh, doctrines and twist these doctrines uh, to make uh, these scriptures say what they want them to say. And here, look at the judgment they, uh, in which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. They are culpable for what they do to the word, what they do with the word. The fake books, the phony timetables, the lies about the, the very day, the very hour in which Jesus is coming back. And Jesus said what? No man knows the day or hour when the Son of Man comes. The Bible states this for us. No man knows. God has not vouchsafed that knowledge to anyone. And yet, there are people who believe they can write books and contradict the Son of God. We live in unstable times, which is what I want you to understand, that we live in unstable times, and there are people who want to make our lives more unstable. They want to take the United States uh Dollar that is the Federal Reserve note to zero, and they want to introduce an electronic currency that they manage so they will know everything that you and I do. Okay, they want to do this in order to exert what absolute administrative control. I'm asking you to pray for this country. I'm asking you to pray for the saints. I'm asking you to pray for one another. I'm asking you to pray for those uh, who are in leadership above us as the Bible states that we should pray uh, for these leaders. And as believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we are, what, our final allegiance is unto our Lord. We are to bear witness to our Lord through growing, uh, growing our character, Growing up into him. We're to grow as prayer warriors. We're to grow as praise warriors. We're to grow as intercessors. We're to grow spiritually so that our prayers will be more mature. We're to grow spiritually so that when we pray, we will see uh, answers to those prayers, to that, to those intercessions that we do on behalf of the believing community. It is time that we lay aside the ego, that is, it is time that we crucify the flesh with its affections and lust. 
if we walk according to the flesh, that is the Bible tells us, those who sow to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But they who sow to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life and peace. Listen, these laws are built in, they are intrinsic to the universe that God has established. The satanic world system and Satan cannot undo what God has established. The laws of sowing and reaping are intrinsic. Those or they who attempt to overthrow those laws will be defeated by those laws. One cannot stand outside of the laws of sowing and reaping and pronounce judgment upon them because we are finite individuals. The belief that one can stand outside the laws of sowing and reaping has to do with arrogance, lies, delusions, and self-deception. I have seen people over time who have attempted to live lies contrary to the word of God, who believe that the facade that they present, uh, can that no one can penetrate or see beneath the mask uh, or their, their, their contrived mask of sanity. And you should read that book, The Mask of Sanity. Take a look at it. You don't have to read it all, but take a look at what it says and what it reveals. Now, for believers who are serious about our Lord Jesus Christ, your life will be fruit-filled, fruitful. God will prune you so so that you may bear more fruit. Unto him. This should be your greatest and deepest desire. How can I live a life that is well-pleasing to the Lord? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness through Christ, and all these things will follow you. I know the reality of those words. You can know the reality of those words. You get serious about the Lord and following him. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. In committed discipleship, put your hands to the plow and don't look back. Leave this world behind. Don't be... Lot's wife, when she looked behind at Sodom, you could see her divided heart. Don't have a divided heart. Have a single eye. The single eye is whole. It is a divided eye, the fragmented eye that makes one spiritually ill. You don't want that in your life. And rid yourself, 
Share yourself away from persons, institutions, things, people, events, books, whatever, that tear at your heart and will seek to splinter your conscious from complete dedication to our Lord. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.